Yes people, how are you all doing? I hope you're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process and yet again we are going to be taking a clip from one of my most recent YouTube videos and doing almost like a sort of a bite-sized podcast. Even though this one is a little bit of a longer one, we took the clip from a video that I did with Ryan Hall, the owner of Tactical Transformation in Berkeley. We took the last little conversation bit which is about 20-30 minutes talking about training, talking about his philosophy around training, more importantly enjoying the process which is one of the things that he pushes with all of his clients focusing on enjoying the nutrition side of things, enjoying training, and that is going to what is going to end up getting you the best results long term. But again, apologies for the mic quality on this one. The audio quality isn't the best because we were using my camera mic and one of the adapters is a little bit loose. So it sounds a little bit funny, so just bear with us on this one. But we'll jump straight in with the conversation with Ryan Hall. This is Process. <laughs> You've killed us off for that. I can feel my chest. Cause I haven't done anything like that in ages. My chest is pop. My chest is proper going. Whatever you want. You're happy with the appearance, eh? <laughs> happy, with, happy with that one. But a uh, good session after it was a bit off the cuff. But I like that style of training. We were talking before about how everyone these days, well, a lot of people these days, especially bodybuilding-wise, it's very much ego-driven, focusing on what you look like rather than how you feel. Which I think our training is just that you get in, get the work done, and feel good for it, and the results will come. Like we said before. I think. Like for me, I've been in that, everyone gets in that stage, especially when they first start training, is my goal is to lose so many pounds. Yeah. My goal is to, and like the end, the reason they have that goal is to feel good. Yeah. I think if you can learn to feel good from actually just going in and training, I think straight away you're going to enjoy the process and really in the long run you're going to see better results. Yeah, so yeah. Now, rather than I need to grow my biceps two inches in the next five weeks, it's yeah. I need to train every day for the next five weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to enjoy that training. If I want to go in and do cardio, if I want to go in and do an arm wrap or weights, that's what I do because I feel good from that. Yeah. And I think that's such a healthier way. Yeah. One, one of the things that I've always said is consistency. Sorry. And enjoyment leads to consistency, Consist consistency leads to results. And I think that's yeah. like, like you said, if you're going in and you're, even if you're not doing the most optimal program, doing everything to the exact right tempo, rep range, whatever it is, but you're going in, you're turning up two or three, even four times a week, yeah. putting the work in, you're going to get the results faster than if you did the exactly perfect workout yeah. once or twice a week, but didn't enjoy it. And after four weeks, you went yeah. off it and completely. I'm probably going to get so much hate for this, but I think that's where a lot of PTs can go wrong. Yeah. Because they're like, Shit bust, you need to get 10,000 steps in. Shit bust, you need to do two cardio workouts. Yeah. And if you go in dreading doing them, whereas if you don't do it and you do something you enjoy, maybe, yeah, the results might not be as good as if you went to the 10K run, maybe you only did like a couple of weight sessions. But yeah. You're going to stick to it longer. So, really, indirectly, the results from that are going to be better. Yeah. So, I don't think you need to be doing stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. Like, there isn't a template for the perfect body. Well, yes, there is the most optimal. It's yeah. the number thing that comes down to it. It's time management and stress management. Like a lot of these, a lot of people base their training program off the Olympian bodybuilders, IFBB pros, or like whoever the two have got the best physiques in the world. But their life is yeah. that. Yeah. Their life is to look good. Their life is to be in the best shape. So they can do the 12,000 steps a day. They can count all the calories. They can do the most perfect training program, which takes two hours a day. Yeah. But if you've got Joe Bloggs who works 60 hours a week, doesn't have the time to do 10,000 steps, has kids on the side to deal with as well, and him and his missus are having issues on the side, whatever it is. He just wants to come in, feel good, do what even three 45 minute sessions, get a sweat on, stick to that, and then also if you can eat healthy along the side, it's just trying to find what works for that individual rather than trying to give the perfect template that yeah. suits everybody. It's like, I think it's what we've tried to base our program on here is what works for me, sat in the gym all day, meal prepping, 
having a gym on my doorstep is not going to work for the ambulance shift worker. Yeah. It's a 12 hour shift who has to get a meal done on a car at two in the morning. Yeah. So it's like, you can't just give a generic program, but what you can do is find what someone enjoys. And if they enjoy that, they are going to stick to it. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. So like even now, like just to you behind us, we've got this strength assessment going on now. Yeah. Half of the people on here are on a six week transformation program. So we run obviously the fitness and body transformation. Mm -hmm. But if Joe Bloggs now improves his back squat by 50 kilo, I guarantee he's going to come off this session more buzzing than if he was to lose 0.5 pounds. Yeah, you know yeah I, mean? I know. So, and that, in reality, in the end of the six weeks, if Joe's only gone and lost 15 pounds, his aim was 18, but mate, look, your back squat is improving. If you carry on going the way you're going to go, you could one day compete or you could enter this competition. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to be the best version of him, he doesn't need to be in the best shape of his life. It's giving people fulfillment, that's what it is. Even if like people go in with, with a goal in mind, and that goal doesn't ever get achieved, like you said, but they find something else which they enjoy more and they're going to yeah. stick too long 100%. And then with this sort of like environment, you can, you don't think you can hear it with the mics on, but it's going off and you're going to create that community sort of thing. That's going to give people that fulfillment and that purpose, rather than like, yes, it's great having a one-to-one -one PT sometimes, but they might give you the plan that's just gonna, which might only get you results that you don't enjoy to start off with, but this sort of environment's gonna make you keep wanting to come back. And like you said, at the end of the six weeks, yes, they, they might not achieve that, whatever, five kg weight loss, whatever it is, but they've made friends, they've built a community, and they enjoy the training, so they're gonna come back. And then down the line, a year down the line, they might lose that five kilograms, but it's about change. It's about the long-term stuff rather than short-term. Really like the fitness community, regardless of where you are, can be that clicky. In terms of if you're a bodybuilder, you train there. Yeah. If you're in shape, you go that side of the gym. If you're not in shape, you've got to sit in the cross trainer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas here, like what you try and do is you can be partnered off with someone who's never been to a gym before in their life, but you both come off achieving a PB or something like that. Yeah. And like I just think rejiggling stuff to it's all comes back to mental health. Yeah. Like and like the mental side of it, like I feel so much better than the endorphins you get from it beating myself rather than just losing a couple of pounds. Yeah. And I think if you can incorporate that in the program, like it's enjoyable for you as a trainer. Like, yeah. I get so much more fulfillment seeing someone like this morning a lad deadlifted 170 key. Yeah. He's never done that for his life, not really trained a lot. I get more fulfillment out of seeing that from him than I do him telling me he's lost ten pounds. Yeah. Because it's like mate you're smashing yourself, you're smashing PVs, the training you're doing is working. Yeah. It's all personal development. That's what that's what fitness is. That's what training is. That's what this this sort of thing is. Is working on yourself. That's you know, for you and me as well. Exactly. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. If I'm not getting PBs. If I'm not improving myself, I'm dropping a pound every now and then. Brilliant. But like, I want to be beat myself. Yeah. You know I, mean? I think everybody gets to a certain point in their sort of fitness career, in a sense, or fitness life, where you stop worrying so much about what you look like and you worry about what you feel like. like it's going to get to that point for a lot of us. Like both me and you, it's kind of like it's hard a little bit earlier. But for a lot of people, maybe when they're 30, 40, 50, 60, they stop worrying about what they look like and they focus on, right, I just want to feel good, I want to be able to move good, and I want to like, feel like I'm part of something. Stop worrying, stop worrying too much about what you look like because if you'd worry about it too much, you'll lose love or lose the interest in the fitness and in whatever you're doing. But if you enjoy the process of what you're doing, you're going you're gonna to definitely stick with things a lot more. like saying you shouldn't focus on your Oh, you've got it. Yeah, you, everyone's got that little ego side of thing. I think they want to look good. Like, I want to look good. And if, if someone puts a picture, takes a picture of me, or if I see a picture of myself on Instagram, it's nice to look good yeah, and get that feedback from people. Like, someone say, oh, your arms are looking good. They are, you're looking shredded and stuff like that. But it's quite a touchy subject to talk about as well because it sometimes sounds like I'm coming from a place where I've been like, well, I've been there, mate, and it's not that at all. Like, yeah. I'll go back to a point where I just care about physique, guarantee it. But for now, me, like, I could have bigger arms, I could be more chiseled. 
but I wouldn't enjoy my training as much. Yeah. So for me now, and because I'm quite relaxed on my training, like, like I said to you before, if I want to go and do a CrossFit session, if I want to go and do a run, if I want to go and do a push, pull, legs, whatever I want to do, mm -hmm. I do it because I want to do it. And the byproduct of that is physique. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm, I'm eating relatively well anyway, I eat quite well, but then if I want to go out for a meal with a message, or if I want to skip the training day because I want to do something else, I now yeah. don't feel that regimented where I'm ruining my program. Like, yeah. right, I'm going to go enjoy myself, I'm going to come back on it, and I'm going to come back to enjoy what I do, and I will come back to it because I enjoy it. Yeah. So it's not like, Screw it! I've tuned it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I it's having that, have, having that balance, be, being able to go off track a little bit, but then call back on it. Whereas a lot of people, when they do these like severe fat loss diet and the super yeah. strict with stuff, they'll do it for four. Maybe they might even do it for like eight weeks. Yeah. But then they'll go on a night out or they go on holiday. Fuck it, and they'll never go back to yeah. that. They'll never be in that shape again, and they'll put on loads of weight. What rather? I'd rather someone not tick all the boxes and be 100% on it for eight weeks, but they'll maintain it for eight years and yeah. still steadily tick along and, and be healthy, so mentally as like, well as physically. That, that probably for me, that reflects on me is I don't even weigh myself anymore. Yeah. I don't do it, just mm -hmm. like, and I, it's a very touchy subject within the PTR I do because people want weight. Yeah, oh, everybody wants I weight. And, yeah, I say to them, we do, we run weekly weigh-ins, body fat percent checkers, but like I say to them like, I don't care what that scale says, how do you feel in mm -hmm. your head? How do you look in the mirror? Do, mm -hmm. do you like and really even looking in the mirror? Like for me, I don't have a clue. I don't know. I think I probably weigh around eighty-five kilo. Yeah, yeah. I could be a poor girl weighing. <laughs> I think, but I mean, I go in and enjoy my training. I try and implement that into clients, and it's like suddenly there's not that pressure. I think that's what it comes yeah. to. Is that pressure of Joe's lost nine? I've only lost five. Sure yeah, not, like, it, it is hard when someone comes to you, like I've had clients say it, there was like, right, I'm going on holiday in three months and I want to be five kilograms lighter. Yeah. It's hard to say to them, just ignore that, ignore that goal because that's what they've got in their head. If you say completely, you know, right, we're not going to focus on that at all, then they're going to be like, I'm going to go to someone else who's going to help me like, do that. My argument with me that I'll start saying is why. So yeah. why, do you want to, why do you want to lose five? Oh, so I feel better. Okay, why does that make you feel better? Yeah. Oh, because I feel like I look better in the mirror. Okay, so can we get around that by, are you actually going to feel better if you beat yourself training, you've smashed that and you've got to a point where you wouldn't have been three months ago and it doesn't just matter about weight loss. Yeah. I mean? Like, I'm going to go and be confident in my body because I know I smashed myself regardless of what the stats say. Yeah. So I think, like, it's that why. It's a dip, it's a dip. Yeah, you've got to find the, the reason why people want to be that. And, and then another thing is, like, I've had clients who've had that goal, but then they've, like, like a woman's dropped, like, two dress sizes or something like that, and the text is saying, oh, I've, this is the first time I've ever fit in these pair of jeans, which I had five, six years ago, I've fit in them. I'm still not the weight goal that I had in mind initially, but I feel better. And, like, and then they might be like, yeah, you know what, Brendan? I realise what you're on about at the start of. But if it's just trying to get people to buy into your process, yeah, once you get that buy-in, it's 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 for like, good. The way PT is, is a lot of people, you'll probably know yourself when they join you, especially if they're not been to a gym or anything like that, their mental state isn't in the best way. Yeah. And like one thing I'll never advertise here is we're going to improve your mental health. Like everyone knows training improves your mental health. But I'm not yeah. qualified to say that, so I won't say that. Mm -hmm. But we all know training is a very good out of depression. Yeah. I'm not qualified to say it beats depression or anything like that, but I do think it's a very, and everyone would probably agree with that. But it can, I think it can throw the opposite way a bit like a mirror. So. They get rid of that mental stress, they feel good training, then suddenly they get to a brick wall six weeks where they're not doing as good results and suddenly they start beating themselves up because they're not. So it's trying to balance that and yeah. it all comes down to enjoying doing what you're doing. Yeah. I think massively. I know, it, it, I have had it in the past where clients have like, like say they've never done the gym before, they've just started out and they come with me for the first eight weeks to smash it, they look really good progress picture wise, they're really happy with how they're doing and then do plateau a little bit. Yeah. It's just kind of, 
making them understand that yes, that's going to happen. The more that you get along your fitness journey, your fitness career, the harder it does get. But you've just got to find different processes and whatever you enjoy. And having different goals rather than focusing on that weight loss, focus on like you said, like the deadlift PB or a back squat PB. Or just change your goals and then even change your style of training. Don't be afraid to like change what you're doing. Like you said before, if you if you would enjoy CrossFit to start off with maybe CrossFit, like you've lost that enjoyment, and then make, there's nothing wrong with switching the bodybuilding, there's nothing wrong with doing that if you enjoy it, it's just, and then maybe you want down the line, you want to integrate, like I've done bodybuilding for the last eight months, yeah. now I've slowly started to be like, you know what, I'm wanting to get that itch back for the sorts of stuff that we've yeah. done there, just yeah. going in the gym, yes, I'm going to hit a pull day, but I'm going to go in, hit like a, an overhead pull, a, a row, and then a bicep movement, but then I'm going to do an arm wrap at the end of it, because yeah. that's, what makes me, that's what makes me feel good, so just, yeah. yeah, just, there's no one, like again, like we said, there's no one size fits all sort of thing, and what's going to get your results is that consistency and that enjoyment. Yeah, and I think that it just comes down to, like, for me, practice what you preach. So, yeah. like, I'm not going to go and tell someone, like, you need to hit cardio five times a week because there's days I want, there's weeks I want to hit cardio yeah, five yeah. times a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I'm hungover, I've been out, I'm not going to go in for 10,000 steps the next day. Yeah. But it's very, I think it's very easy to tell someone, there's your calories, there's your steps, go train, go crack on. And that, for me, doesn't give any sense of, what you're going to enjoy yeah. doing what I'm telling you to do because that's going to get results really can we actually look at it what are you going to be able to do that you're going to enjoy that will buy what get your results yeah yeah no 100 so that's a massive thing for here for this program no no but I was going to say if you because training, like we mentioned before, we're not really qualified to talk about mental health. Yeah. We've probably maybe been through stuff ourselves. Like I've been through patches, but training's been the one thing that's kind of been my my anchor, my kind of one hour of the day, which is for me, which is going to work myself to make my momentum builder. So I'll get up early in the morning if I'm feeling a bit down, go for a walk, exercise. Is, is there anything that you found training's been like any tough experiences in the past? Obviously, you don't have to open up completely about yeah, it. But yeah, I think like everyone's got a backstory. Yeah. I think for me, it was just a point of, it probably comes back to what we're talking about. I was, I was, so when I left the military, I was in really good shape when I left the military because I was working in the gym in the army. So it was yeah. like, the gym was there. It was very easy on my doorstep. I was taking three, four sessions a day and I left. And then suddenly this big open world was like, right, what do you want to do? You've now been told what you want to do for the last seven years or what to do. You've been paid a consistent wage. There's your food, there's your accommodation. Now it's like welcome to the adult world. Yeah. So all the stress from that for me was like so overwhelming that I just chinned off training for a few months. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking in the mirror one day, and it is a really unhealthy thing. But I looked in the mirror, I was like, "What am I doing? Like, what's yeah. happened to me?" Um, and this was about two years ago, and I was just like, "Right, that's me back on track." And my mental health, I went for a really, really, really depressive stage where I just cut off all my mates from the military. I didn't really talk to anyone. Went through like very almost like depressive suicidal sort of stage mm-hmm. and then I got back to training and I'm not saying that like it was like sorted mental health back but that gave me like a, a focus whereas before I was just living very much like almost like feeling sorry for yourself like, yeah I think you're allowed to feel sorry for yourself but like day by day I was like life's shit this is shit I'm not getting anywhere whereas at least that implement a bit of life like got focus if the day is shit, I'm going to the gym. You've done that one I'm thing. Go get, I'm going to go get a PB and that'll give me some dolphins for an hour. And I'm going to yeah. come back. And even if I'm sat on the sofa with me pack of hobnobs, crying my eyes out, at least I can smile now and write, I hit a PB squat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And for me, that implemented a bit of focus back. And then that's just how I got back into training. So it was about a three-month period for me. Yeah. I didn't train. And with me just not training, it just sent me into a wild state. Yeah. That sorted me out massively massively and now like Jesus Christ like, I don't think you can ever say if anyone like 
then mental health is 100%. Oh, mate, no, I think once you've had mental health issues, even as little as it could be, you've always got something in there and you need to keep on top of it with the training, with whatever helps you. Yeah, 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 100%. And I don't think, like, training is always the number one solution. Yeah. But I think if you are someone who trains to give up a passion, you're just, because you feel sorry for yourself, almost, it's like, mm you're down and then you're going to stab yourself while you're down. Like, yeah. It's like, right, I'm down, I'm going to get myself up onto one knee a little bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Slowly over time, get back up. It's just momentum, yeah. It's like, it is so hard when you're in that state of like, you literally, you feel like you're stuck on yourself and you can't get up, you can't get out of bed, you don't want to go and speak to anybody, you want to shut off from, yeah. from everything completely. It's hard to do that, but that's why I love exercise, that's why moving even, it doesn't have to be exercise, like a workout like we just done, it could just be go for a walk. Could just be do it. Could just say to yourself, right today, I'm going to do 20 press ups. Like starting with that's going to build momentum. And the next day, you'd be like, you know what? I might actually go outside and go for a walk. And then the next day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn that little five minute walk into a five minute run. Yeah, yeah. And then things build. Then you, you'll find things start start. I think it's harder, like being someone from a fitness background. I mean, agree to disagree, but like, if you've never been to a gym, you've never done exercise, you feel shit. And then you go back to training or you start training. You're always from the offset you're always going to be better than you were before. Yeah. Whereas someone who's been in shape, you've hit PBs, you've made, done competitions, you might be in the best shape of your life, you've given up for three months, four months, whatever. When you go back to the gym, you were there, now you're there. Yeah. So you're like, right, I'm starting again, but I'm nowhere near what I used to be. And it's like, probably a double-edged sword because you know like you can get back to where you were before. Yeah. But you feel shit because you're like, what have I done? Last few months, it, it does humble, yeah. It's a big hurdle to yeah. I think a good thing with that, which I like doing, which is why I like like documenting my clients' progress, and I take a lot of videos of my clients, which obviously I, I, I make sure they're all right yeah. with it. And I do it myself, like I've done a little mini transformation, but it's yeah. good to document your journey when you do go through them rough patches. Yeah. Take a like, take a picture or like even just flipping video yourself, like do something. Nobody has to see it. Do it for yourself because then you can look back, even if it's two weeks down the line, you think. Fuck me, I'm still miles away from where I want to be or where, where I've been before. But then you'll look back on where you were two weeks ago, two months ago, and be like, fuck me, I'm a different person from that. Like, who's that person? How far I'm coming? That's going to give you the drive. It's like, That's like finding little to tricks. Put into my program now. Like, obviously, you'll know, PT, you're always trying to improve your program. Yeah. And then, like, we have like review months and stuff like that. So we'll look at our program and maybe do a test run and we'll be like, what can we improve? So now we're looking at sort of like systems that can we, because it, you'll know, like I said before, to, you before when you've got five clients it's very easy to keep accountable yeah. when you've got 150 and especially being a gym where you're still trying to be personal it's very very hard to get on top of everyone mm -hmm. so like now we're looking at systems where can we send someone like a message every week it's automated and they fill in how are you feeling yeah what's your achievements this week and it doesn't have to be cheesy stuff like oh, i went to the gym three times i feel good like now what is your achievements like I felt like shit and I went to the gym and I smashed his workout into my best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just them little things of that stuff we're trying to implement into our program. But we're quite similar to you, so we do like the strength assessments, yeah. fitness assessments. So you've got one side there that, yeah, it is physique based, but then if you don't improve your physique, also there's always something that you're going to be improving if you if you are turning up there's always going to be something that's improving like it might not even be physical it could be a mental state like just yeah. the fact that you've you've had a really tough week of our tough month of work family life but you've turned up to every single one of your sessions yeah. you, at least you can look back and say you know what, i'm so glad i've done yeah. that and then obviously the pro the yeah. things all kind of happen and then reflecting like the strength stuff like you, you'll have clients who feel like they've plateaued like i've done it before where i've had a client be like I don't feel like I'm looking better in the mirror, like um, my eating's been rubbish, this, that and the other, but then I'll be like, right, we're gonna lift the same weight on bench press that you did when you first started, and it'll get like, I had a client who went from like, four reps on 40 kg bench press, and he got like 30 something, yeah. and he was like, 
didn't realise I've actually got that strong sort of thing. And I'm like, mate, look, this is how far you've come. And then, exactly, yeah, yeah. Just constant reminders of how far you've come and what our aspect. Probably what I was just going to swing back. Do you, it's a question I probably should have asked you earlier. It's like, do you ever feel, talking about like the mental health side of it, and I'm going to say this off the back of, you might agree, you might disagree, but there's a lot of PTs out there now, and I'm quite against it personally, that suddenly, will get their level three PT and then suddenly are now qualified psychologist in mental health. Yeah. I hate that massively. So like my other half, she's a psychologist. So yeah. if I was to start giving out any sort of mental health, I'd actually slap around the head. But yeah. We've started having a few clients now that are almost feel underqualified in. Yeah. So we're talking about nutrition, we'll talk about, and they might say, I've got a really bad eating disorder, I eat this. And yeah, refer. I say to them like, or just eat that meat, or just don't, just don't have them Mars bars on the yeah. ears. Like it's actually like I can't get inside your head. So what we're trying to do now is like incorporate right. Actually, like bring the missus in. Yeah. Have a chat down about like the mental side of it. Yeah, that's great. You've got that sort of referrals. That's yeah. the bit. If anything, any PTs or anybody like that, if anybody comes with anything serious, refer them straight away. Anything that you don't know, yeah. even if it's like an injury, like someone's like injured the knee, you don't know what it is, don't be like, oh, we'll try this, oh, we'll try that. If you don't know what you're doing, refer it straight away, because then you're gonna make things worse if, you, if anything goes and wrong. The thing is, is, you don't need to be embarrassed to say, I'm sorry, like, if you're a PT or nutritionist, if you don't know about someone's mental state around nutrition, that doesn't make you a bad PT or nutritionist. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not a qualified psychologist, yeah. or you're not qualified for mental health or mental health nurse. So I think, like, you, that is the best thing to do. Like, you can guide people, like, I think you can share your own experience with things, yeah. which I think is good, but then always say, always try and refer. If it's a serious, serious thing, always. So like that's probably one thing we do a little bit different that I try and stay the stigma off is like, we obviously calorie tracking, brilliant mm -hmm. tool, but we used to be on the ball with it. Like, right, when you're on our program, you track for life. And then what we found is actually with a few people that could create almost an eating disorder, but yeah. they couldn't go out because they couldn't weigh their food. Yeah. So what we say now is, right, our program, we're going to use it like tracing paper. So we're going to teach you to draw. And then at the end of the six weeks, you've learned to draw. We're going to take that tracing paper yeah. and it creates intuitive eating. And that's quite a healthy way. And that for us is taking away like almost like, not saying tracking creates an eating disorder, but for some people, especially if they've got ongoing issues, yeah. they might get in that mindset of, well, I've tracked for six weeks, I've got results. If I don't track for two days, it's going to be off it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think... It's a very touchy subject. It is like, so hard to get the balance. Like, I do believe everyone should track for a little bit, just purely to yeah, see yeah. what's in the food, because a lot of people don't have a clue what's... Especially if you've never been... Ne if this is all new to you, you've been eating rubbish, you've not been training, it's a wake-up. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, that latte is 600 calories. It's things like that. It's like when you ask a client, oh, what have you had to eat today? And it's like, oh, no, I've only had one meal a day. But then you're like, oh, like you said, like the coffee, oh, I've, had, I've had three coffees. Like, oh, what coffee did you have? It's like, oh, just a latte. It was, like, yeah. was it one with like caramel syrup, all this stuff? It's like, it's like 700 <laughs> calories per coffee. But it's like things like that that people don't realize. So I yeah. think it is, because I say to my clients, right, let's, we'll tr start off, we'll just track, just track your calories, not worry about macros. We'll yeah. track that, we'll see what, you, see what you're having. And then you know what? If you want, to, if you sit, come, come to me and say, you know what? I want to take it to the next level. Yeah. Well, like we'll start tracking your protein. But then if it gets to the point where like I'm happy and they've been so consistent, like right, you know what? We're gonna have a little bit of more flexibility now. Stop tracking or even track every other day yeah. or something yeah. like that. Like I, I think you've got to have that flexibility. If it's ever getting to the point where it's affecting your eating or your social life and stuff like that, yeah. then. Then obviously, but everyone's different. Like I track pretty much every single day, but like it, yeah. I try and but that's just me. I'm yeah. just it's personal it's preference. What, it's like it's that one one size doesn't fit all. And yeah. That's what I say to anyone signing up with me, like whether it's PT or the gym, is like what works for me is not going to work for you mm -hmm. at the time. So with like our nutrition, we quite try and give a couple of options. So we do like we've got a meal prep referral service that can get the food done. That. That's good. But for a lot of shift shift workers, like suddenly they'd have to cook so straight away the food's done, so they're going to eat well. Yeah. Um, 
and then we've got like a meal plan thing so we'll write out a meal plan and get calories recipes yeah shopping list that sort of stuff and then you've got the tracking and then you've got intuitive eating so it's like sally who sits in an office all day might do really well on the meal prep but i don't know ben who's an ambulance worker who's working 12 till 12 is not going to go and cook a load of chicken breast yeah yeah he's stopping at mcdonald's do you know what i mean so it's like it is and i think that comes with as you grow your clientele you're suddenly taking on a more diverse set of people so it's yeah. like it's just trying to find what but it's making the best of a bad situation like not like i'm not like you said you're not going to get somebody who's worth the 12 hour shit somebody might not might not eat for eight hours because they purely do not have any time. I'm not going to say to them, right, you need to say someone's trying to gain weight, right, you need to eat 5,000 calories or something in that, in that like one hour. And I'm like, yeah. you're not going to do that. You're going to be like, right, we'll just get in what you can, make sure it's good quality foods, but don't stress about it. Don't yeah. don't make it make yourself feel worse just it's, because you're missing meals. It's back to enjoy the process. Yeah. It all comes back yeah. to the So we're just going to have to caption enjoy this, enjoy the, enjoy the process. Yeah, the title is enjoy the process, nutrition, training. And I think if you're enjoying the process and that takes you... 10 weeks but you've enjoyed the process and you might have got results that quicker and something six weeks where you didn't enjoy the process and so be it yeah the byproduct of that is you're going to stick to it for a longer time it's fun. nutrition training yeah, it's a nice way to wrap Summary, up that nice way to wrap up anyway i'll put all the um tactical transformation website instagram all the stuff ryan's information down in the description and the show notes for the podcast as well appreciate that mate that was very good spot on so thank you very much if you listened to the full episode. Really good, interesting conversation with Ryan. And thanks again, Ryan, for letting us come down to the gym, taking the time out of your day for me to obviously film film the session and also film the conversation. If you did enjoy this podcast or did enjoy any of my previous podcasts, remember to leave us a little review down at the bottom. Give us five stars if you did enjoy it. If you didn't, let me know why you didn't enjoy it. Just drop me a message on Instagram at Brendan Pearson Fitness. Share the podcast, do whatever you can to spread the word, it would mean a lot, uh, but we will obviously try and improve the audio of the podcast in the in the future. I will make sure to get that camera, camera mic fixed uh, for future episodes, but yes, as always, thank you very much for watching, thank you very much for listening, I should say, this has been Process. Mm-hmm.